Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard emerges with people from all walks of life who through their own unique angle succeed and flourish. Enjoy the ride and welcome to Unique Ways, an audio podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard, an audio podcast. Got a really great guest on today. She's a New York-based graphic designer. She's the founder of the design studio Eight and a Half, and before that, co-founded the design studio Number Seventeen. Her clients include Participant Media, Late Night with Seth Meyers, Saturday Night Live, HBO, Brooklyn Public Library, Mavron, Random House, The Criterion Collection, The New York Times, Nickelodeon, and the Frank Lloyd Wright Foundation. Please join me in welcoming Bonnie Siegler. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Are you ready for 20 questions? I, I'll, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Great. Question one. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. What do you do? Well, I'm a graphic designer. Um, I work in many different disciplines, print, digital, motion, exhibit design, every everything that can be solved with graphic design. Um, as you said, my company is called Eight and a Half. And the reason for that is in 90, 1993, I founded a company called Number 17 with my partner, Emily Oberman. And when we split up after a couple of decades, um, I changed the name from Number 17 to Eight and a Half. I hope you're all doing the math. Um, anyway, I also taught design for television at Yale and School of Visual Arts in the graduate programs. And I've done workshops at colleges all over the country and in other countries. Um, I've also written three books. One, the first one was called Signs of Resistance, and it's a visual history of protests in America from 1754 to the present. Um, it was basically my way of figuring out how I could help with what was going on in America. How could I do something? So I looked at what people had done in the past to deal with crisis in America. And then I wrote a book called Dear Client, which is basically telling clients how to work with designers to get the best work because designers always complain about clients when we get together. And I sort of gave them the benefit of the doubt that they just don't know how to work with designers. So I tried to put it into words. Um, and then last year, a book called The American Way, a true story of Nazi escape, Superman and Marilyn Monroe which is about my grandfather's escape from Berlin in 1938 and, and many other things like Superman and Marilyn Monroe, which you'll have to read the book to find out. Um, and I've been married for 25 years to Jeff Scher, an artist and animator, and we have two children. And that is what I do. Great. That's so great. Um, just a note for our audience, if you're uh, looking for other notable episodes, check out our last episode with uh, April Griman. Um, number two, what's a key piece of knowledge that makes you different? I'm not at liberty to disclose that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, question, question three, why this of all things? Why do you do what you do? I This one, I had no choice in the matter. When I was just three years old, my favorite book was Little Blue and Little Yellow by Leo Leone. And if you don't know it, it's about a blob of blue color that becomes friends with a blob of yellow. And they have so much fun that they make green. I won't spoil the ending, but it's a really great children's book. But I was obsessed with it. And my childhood with album covers and book covers and playbills and magazine covers 
I just, I didn't grow up in a creative house with design as an, as a thing that I knew about. So I just became obsessed with all these different designed things and how did they become the way they became. And then when I was 13, I went to Disney World and fell in love with branding because each world, each different area of Disney World was branded differently. So from one step to the next, you could be in a whole different personality. And that really blew me away. And I collected every piece of collateral I could. Not many 13-year-olds collect hotel amenities, but I did. So it really chose, the whole thing just chose me. It was what I was obsessed with. I don't know why. Great. And some people struggle with number four, but the question is, what does your future look like? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but I kind of love that. I mean, if I worked on an assembly line, I'd know what my future looked like. So I kind of love that I have no idea. Like an email or a phone call could come in and that's what I'm obsessed with for the next six months and passionate about. Or I'll start a new book project, which takes a lot longer than six months. Um, but yeah, I just, I have no idea what the future brings. Nice. And number five, we say is unique to this show. The question is, let's talk about location. How does the notion of place play into what you do? Well, our office used to be in Tribeca. Um, and when I moved to Brooklyn, I was afraid nobody would come for meetings or anything. Nobody would want to cross the Brooklyn Bridge. But as it turned out, so much of our work was in Brooklyn. We did the identity for the Brooklyn Public Library which is the largest library system in the country and the design and marketing for Celebrate Brooklyn, which was a huge outdoor concert series. So we felt like an integral part of the community, which being in New York City, in Manhattan and Tribeca, it was you know just so vast. It was international and national and citywide. Um, but Brooklyn was Brooklyn. And so their place really did play into what we did. Great. And just another note for the audience, if you guys are interested in the New York City focused episodes, check out the episode with Timothy Goodman. Really great episode. Um, question six, if you had to start from the beginning, what advice would you give your former younger self? I, I think not to worry so much. I mean, in my 20s and 30s, I worked really 24-7. I was always working, always always full of anxiety about it. But when I think back, that anxiety and insecurity is probably what pushed me to work all the time. And, and it, and it paid off, I think, I mean, as, you know, before having children, I was able to work all the time, and I really loved it. And I'm glad I did it when I could. Um, so I would say not to worry all the time through that. I wish I had enjoyed it a little bit more. Nice. And what's a day in your life like? Well, it starts with coffee and spelling bee in the New York Times, although not so much lately. I'm a little unhappy with the New York Times recently. Um, and then I guess a random mix of emails and Zoom meetings and phone calls and design and and procrastination. That's a big part of my day, too. Nice. And eight is about lifelong learning. It's a popular topic. How do you stay up to date? I mean, the internet, how do you, how do you not stay up to date? Everything is at our fingertips. I'm old enough to remember pre-internet times when you really had to make an effort 
to keep up on things. But now you can travel around, the, you can time travel, you can visit a city in another period. All the information is on our desktop. So it's really exciting to explore different topics. And, and I mean, the rabbit hole is one of my favorite places to be when I discovered something and keep going and keep going and find new things. You can find out anything. So for curious people, it's a magical time. Great, and tools. Uh, what tools do you use? Can you talk about digital and analog tools? Sure. Um, I use, I mean, all the digital tools that every creative suite is everything. Um, InDesign is everything to me. It's the way I think. Um, and then I have a huge table in my office where we make stuff with our hands as well. So both. I'm not, I don't, I have an office. I work in an office. During COVID, my son, who is a digital nomad who, who can work anywhere, he's an influencer. He stayed in a different Airbnb in a different city each month because he figured he was going to be alone and he got to know the country in places he'd never been during COVID because he was just in, you know, inside a place and able to explore cities, which were pretty quiet during COVID. So I love that idea, but I'm not that much of a digital nomad. I can't just really work anywhere. I need my space. Great. And how do you deal with work-life balance? Well, owning my own business was very helpful in that, in that way, because like when we were when my kids were little, our nanny would bring them to the office and they had a desk and they would play at their desk. And then when they were in school, our nanny worked at the office during the day as like a receptionist. And then after school let out, she would go pick them up. So that was really great. And then when I moved the office to Brooklyn, I my office was directly across the street from my apartment building in Dumbo. So my kids could go back and forth by themselves all the time. Um, yeah, it really, it, it's all, they've always been a huge part of it. I've always put a priority on them, even though I had a business. Great. And if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing? Well, I loved designing magazines. I loved being part of that team that put out a magazine every month or every week. But um, magazines are not a thriving business now. <laughs> so I'm a little sad about that. But maybe more books, probably more books. I'm not really sure yet. And if you weren't doing what you do, uh, wait a second, uh, what would you not like to do with your career? I would like I would not like to work for someone else like where they're responsible for my medical insurance and when I can take off and stuff like that. I, I like working for myself. Nice. And do you have a favorite word, quote, or sentence? The only thing I can think of is it's perfect. I love it. That's a response from a client. That's my favorite word, quote, or sentence. How about a least favorite word, quote, or sentence? Oops. If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what word would it be? This one, I have no idea. Hmm. I mean, I'm a designer. I'm a mommy. I, I think Stephen Heller had the best answer to this. 
he said bon he said steve so i'm gonna say bonnie what keeps you up at night the election the politics of the day the trials going on all of that and also whatever i'm working on i used to tell my husband in the morning to just tell me the name of whatever project i was working on to get out of bed um because that's that's what gets me out of bed um but i also i always have ideas when i'm falling asleep so i really love that time of night problems with that i wrestle with during the day like i lay down at night and i'm relaxed and i'm not really thinking about it and the solutions come so it's kind of okay to be kept up at night a little bit great and how about a dream you're chasing well I'm six months into being an empty nest home. So I'm still, um, I'm still dreaming. <laughs> and what inspires you? Oh my gosh, everything. I mean, a walk inspires me. Just look at the world. When, when I'm stuck, I go for a walk sometimes and, and I'm inspired by, you don't know what's gonna, what's gonna trigger something. Open a magazine, there's something to explore or to think about to inspire you on every page or any website or bad art or good art or the grocery store. Inspiration is everywhere. Nice. And advice you'd like to share? Well, last May I gave a graduation speech for Parsons School Design and and the, the theme of the speech, I, I, I guess I'll share the same advice I did then, which was basically... Don't be an asshole. I think it's really good advice for people graduating college. Be kind, have empathy, share credit, always tell the truth. Everything that's part of don't be an asshole. Nice. And finally, number 20, how can our listeners keep tabs on you? What's our call to action? Um, well, you can buy any of my books, Signs of Resistance, <laughs> Dear Client, or The American Way. Um, or I'm on Instagram at Bonnie 8.5, or my website is 8.5.com. And it's the number eight, the word point, and the number five. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining today. You know, adding to the notable episodes, but also the New York City-focused episodes is uh, is a great pleasure. And um, yeah, it's very special to have you on. So thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. If you like today's podcast, I encourage you to have a listen to other episodes. You can easily find them at uniqueways.ca or wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on social media. And thank you. It's you that makes these great, and it's you who these are for. Stay tuned for more Unique Ways.